Hello and welcome to Glens Falls Today Morning Brief. For our top story today, Dylan discusses a local puppy adoption center in Argyle. I'm Gary Scott, and today is Thursday, November 3rd, 2022. Other stories in our morning brief today, a wildfire near Lake George, a Veterans Day fundraiser coming to Atlas Jiu-Jitsu, two injured hikers rescued from the Adirondacks, and updates involving two of the suspects in the Calamity Jane's gun store theft. But first, before we get into our stories, I want to let you know that if you're looking for a place to advertise your local business, Lens Falls Today could be the perfect solution. We're here to provide free and convenient access to important local news, but more importantly, we want to support and represent this community. And what better way to do that than by helping spread the word about the great local businesses in the greater Glens Falls area. So if you own a business in the area, you could advertise with us on our website or even right here on The Morning Brief. For more information, head over to our website at glensfallstoday.com. And thank you for making Glens Falls Today your source for free local news. New York State Forest Rangers responded on Sunday afternoon to a report of an acre-wide wildfire on Putnam Mountain near the east side of Lake George. But according to News 10, when the rangers arrived on the scene, the fire they found was much larger than a single acre. It was actually discovered to be approximately 11.3 acres in size. Over the course of several hours, fire crews worked to contain the fire which grew to a maximum size of about 13.7 acres. As of Tuesday evening, the fire had not officially been declared completely extinguished, but fire crews considered it under control. It was discovered that the fire had been caused by a campfire left unattended. The DEC advises that campfires should never be left unattended. Campfire rings should be used when possible, and if a ring is not available, one can be created with rocks in order to safely prevent the fire from spreading out of control. Then, after no longer being used, fire should always be doused with water and fully extinguished. So Dylan, I see you covered a story on a local puppy adoption center. What can you tell us about that? Lucky Puppy Adoption Center in Argyle works to help dogs find a home in upstate New York, and they travel a long way to do so. The Lucky Puppy Rescue Center is located in Bonifay, Florida, roughly 90 miles west of Tallahassee. The rescue center would transport dogs to adoption centers in Pennsylvania and Massachusetts to be adopted, which led to the organization purchasing their own property for an adoption center in Argyle. Founder Terry Matson said the organization started, quote, completely by accident, saying she found two abandoned puppies in a park. Matson and her partner took the dogs in and, quote, it snowballed from there. Lucky Puppy uses a bus to transport dogs from the Bonifay Rescue Center to Argyle, with Matson saying the trips are typically 24 to 48 hours long. She said the Argyle location is ideal, with two buildings, a home, and plenty of space to expand. So what kinds of dogs does the adoption center take in, and how many do they usually have on site? Lucky Puppy specializes in medium and large dogs, Matson said, uh, naming breeds such as Shepherds, Border Collies, and more. Uh, she said there are typically 30 to 35 dogs at the Argyle Adoption Center during the warmer months, while the Bonifay Center typically has between 150 to 200 dogs. And how does their adoption process work? The process begins with an online application, after which a person would be invited to the center to meet the dogs. Madsen said the center also offers fostering opportunities, which normally last one to two weeks. As the company works to establish a footing in upstate New York, Lucky Puppy has been appearing at outdoor events throughout the region and has offered volunteer days, with Madsen saying she has driven to Florida, spent the night, and then driven back to New York at times. Madsen also said, quote, I also think we could win people over if they come here and see what we do. I know this sounds egotistical, but we do a good job. I live at the farm where the rescue is. My partner and I live here. I'm pretty much 24-7. When babies are born, I sleep at the kennel and deliver puppies. When puppies are sick, I take them home and care for them there. 
When I come up here to New York, I stay in the house. So I live it, and I know how much we put into it. Thanks, Dylan. I think that's a great story. I think it really shows the level of dedication and care that she puts into the work to do something good for the world, which is, uh, that's the kind of story we love to see. Now, before we get into our next story, I want to remind you again that you could advertise your business with us at glensfallstoday.com or right here on The Morning Brief. As our business continues to grow and develop, we hope to help other local businesses do the same. We want to help you spread the word about the great services that you have to offer our community. For more information, visit our website at glensfallstoday.com. With Veterans Day approaching, Atlas Jiu-Jitsu and nonprofit Operation Rolling for Resilience are teaming up to host its second annual Veterans Day fundraiser event on November 19th. The event will feature three classes, Kids Nogi Jiu-Jitsu from 10 to 11.30 a.m., Judo from noon to 1.30 p.m., and Adult Nogi Jiu-Jitsu from 2 to 3.30 p.m. Following the classes will be an introduction to Operation Rolling for Resilience at 3.45 p.m. Justin Hall, one of the event's organizers who helps run the nonprofit, so the classes will be aimed at beginners, saying, quote, they're going to be entry-level classes or just some basic techniques to get people introduced to the sport. Some things that aren't going to require a ton of skill up front. That way, anybody can walk in and give it a shot. A minimum donation of $20 will allow guest access to all three classes, while the introduction to Operation Rolling for Resilience is open to the public. Hall said the mission of Operation Rolling for Resilience is to help veterans who are struggling connect through jujitsu. A former veteran himself, Hall said jiu-jitsu has helped provide him a sense of community and camaraderie after returning from service. Hall said, quote, I know that if I needed that help and those sort of resources weren't available when I needed it, there's definitely a need for it in the community. Instead of sitting back and waiting for that miracle to happen, we want to be that for everybody else. We're going to be there, we're going to take the reins, and take this wherever it takes us. Two Adirondack hikers were rescued on Sunday after both sustaining leg injuries in separate unrelated incidents. According to Sun Community News, Raybrook Dispatch received the first call at roughly 1.30 p.m. that day. The caller was a 40-year-old woman from Newark, New York, and she reported that during her descent from the summit of Mount Marcy, she had slipped on ice and slid for about 30 feet before hitting a rock and breaking her leg. Due to her location on the mountain and the severity of the injury, rangers requested the help of the New York State Police Aviation Unit. Two rangers were then flown to her position via helicopter, one ranger was lowered to the ground and assisted the hiker by splinting her leg. They were both then lifted up into the helicopter and the woman was flown to Adirondack Medical Center for treatment at around 3.40 p.m. The Sun reports the second call came shortly after the first. This time, Raybrook Dispatch was contacted by a 69-year-old Latham man who had also slipped on ice and mud while hiking at the Saddleback Cliffs. He also suffered a broken leg in the fall as well as sustaining a severe cut to his calf from a tree root. The rangers arranged his rescue during their flight to the first hiker and flew back to his location after leaving the other hiker at the medical center. Once again, a single ranger was lowered to the ground to stabilize the man's leg, and he was safely lifted up into the helicopter. The second hiker was then taken to Adirondack Medical Center for treatment at approximately 5 p.m. Hiking can always be dangerous, but rangers noted that both hikers had come prepared with microspikes on their footgear. Unfortunately, that had been no match for ice nearly six inches thick. DEC officials acknowledge that without help from the state police aviation unit, the rescues would have taken significantly longer. A woman who is accused of stealing guns from Calamity Janes in Hudson Falls is also facing charges as an accomplice in a theft at the AT&T store in Queensbury a day later, the Post-Star reports. State police responded to a report of larceny at the store at about 3.14 p.m. on October 22nd. 
The Post-Art reports an investigation determined Joseph M. Brandmeier, 42, entered the store and stole multiple items, bringing them to a vehicle in the parking lot. The vehicle was owned by Penny R. Phillips, 49, of Cambridge, according to a news release. Phillips was charged with third-degree criminal possession of a weapon, fourth-degree criminal possession of stolen property, criminal possession of a firearm, and a misdemeanor count of seventh-degree criminal possession of a controlled substance. Phillips was one of five people arrested in connection with the October 21st theft of firearms from Calamity Janes. Phillips was sent to Warren County Jail pending arraignment, the post reports. Brandmeier was charged with misdemeanors of seventh-degree criminal possession of a controlled substance and petite larceny. He was issued an appearance ticket and released, the post reports. We also have a second update in the story of the Calamity Jane's gun theft, where 31 guns were stolen, and another of the five suspects in the theft is apparently now facing federal charges, according to the Post-Star, for allegedly stealing from the store a week before that incident. 42-year-old Jonathan Combs of Wells, Vermont, is charged with possession of a firearm by a felon and theft of a firearm from a federal license. Officers of the Federal Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives conducted an interview with a confidential informant, which revealed that Combs had allegedly stolen a shotgun from Calamity Janes on October 15th, nearly a week prior to the larger break-in and theft on the 21st. Investigators confirmed this story by viewing surveillance footage from the store and interviewing employees. Documents state that a person matching Combs' description can be seen in the store on video surveillance. In the footage, the man believed to be Combs is then seen taking a camouflage shotgun off a display rack and putting it into his pants before exiting the store. According to WNYT, Combs is currently being held in the Rensselaer County Jail. Combs is also a previously convicted felon, having served time in prison on a charge of third-degree criminal possession of stolen property in Washington County in 2015. Finally, the Post-Star reports in April 2015, Combs was also sentenced to two to six years in prison out of Albany County Court, for convictions of third-degree criminal mischief and third-degree criminal possession of stolen property. He was then released from prison in April of 2020, according to the Department of Corrections website. Once again, I'm Gary Scott for Glens Falls Today, and as always, thank you for listening. We designed the Morning Brief to provide you with convenient access to the most important news around the greater Glens Falls area. If you love our show and you'd like to support our mission, consider subscribing, leaving a five-star review, and recommending us to a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more local news you need to know. I'm Gary Scott, and this is Glens Falls Today Morning Brief.